Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Uh, today in the podcast, we dove into, um, I think it's a, a very helpful topic for anybody who's looking to bring on or considering bringing on outside help for their marketing. Uh, essentially, how do you select uh, a marketing agency or a marketing partner uh, for your firm? And so really, it's just us kind of speaking from experience and what we've seen go right and go wrong um, within that selection process. Uh, and you know what we look for in terms of prospects or partners that are looking out, you know, look, looking to find us or looking for solutions like us um, and just giving our, our unbiased opinion and, and guidance. So Hopefully you guys find this uh, enjoyable and, uh, of course, insightful. So, Taylor, we're back in the studio. We are. Making another podcast. Um, So today's topic is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that we come across every single day as companies, individuals that are looking for an agency. How do they go about finding the right agency for them? Mm -hmm. Cool. That is the topic for today. We're going to break it down. Give everyone what to look for. How do you find the right partner? A true long-term relationship. Right. Yeah, and it, it may be a little bit strange, right, coming from us as a marketing agency telling you how to find the right marketing agency. But in reality, we are a service company, meaning we have some capacity in terms of who we can help and how we can help them. And our, our team and our technologies and everything is really built around a certain tool set right. uh, and built around certain types of clients. So we understand that not every potential client is really the right fit for us. Uh, And that's all we're really aiming to do with this podcast is help companies find the right fit as a marketing partner, because that's really what you're looking for. What you should be looking for is a a partner, not necessarily a a vendor to to do some tasks for you, right? So if you're looking for a a marketing partner, we want to kind of help you through that process of what you should look for. And uh, it's a very, very crowded and competitive landscape. Um, the very low barrier to entry, right? Anybody can throw up a website and say that they're a marketing agency. So, or not have a website. Uh, or not even have a website. <laughs> so we want to help you um, kind of see see through some of that that we've seen um, and find the, the right fit for you. Um, so we can go right into it in terms of, kind of the, the tips that we have. I would say the first step um, is an obvious step, but you need to do your research and you need to kind of understand how you're going to conduct your research um, when looking for an agency. I would say if you're, for one, if you're going to send out some sort of an RFP uh, as a part of this process, it's probably the wrong way. Um, It's probably the most effective way to miscommunicate (laughs) what you're trying to get accomplished and to turn off really good agencies that that can really customize a solution for you. You're going to be turned off by an RFP. So, Aside from that, um, you need to start your research. And if you're looking for a digital marketing agency, the best place to start your research would be Google, right? Right. Um, Within Google, you have to kind of understand how Google works before you start doing your research, especially when it comes to digital marketing, because that's what we do, right? That's what marketers know. Make ourselves show up. Exactly. Know how to essentially manipulate the the results. So it really depends what you're looking for. If you're looking for, let's say, an SEO agency, uh, which would be someone who is a professional at search engine optimization, uh, and you are in Chicago, right? So you're searching for SEO agency Chicago. um, People at the top of that list are probably pretty good at what they do because they're SEO agencies in Chicago, right? So 
it depends on what you're looking for. So when I say understand how Google works, um, I would be, especially in this space, very, very specific with what you're looking for. If you're looking for B2B demand gen agency for you know technology companies, start with those type of searches. Right. Uh, and don't just do a search and fill out the form on the first website that you find and say, okay, this is the best Partner. agency for me, right? So I would do a number of very specific searches based on the problems that you're trying to solve or what criteria is important for you. Um, and then secondly, based on how, like I said, how Google works, you also need to understand how um, what we would call like a ranking and review site works, right? So uh, a common example of this would be like Yelp. Uh, if you're looking for you know, a restaurant, you search for a restaurant, best Italian places near me, and then there's a list of restaurants that Yelp has kind of put together for you. In the B2B space, and especially within the marketing space, there's a ton of those sort of Yelp-like review sites um, that are, just being completely honest, 100% pay-to-play. Almost all of them are, I think all of them, I'm not sure. I'm not aware of any that are actually independently reviewed and studied and given some sort of a ranking. I, I don't know how that would be done. There's no real ranking criteria for a marketing agency. So if you search for, like I said, best digital marketing agency, Chicago or Florida or wherever that may be, and the first three results are a lit ranking sites, essentially, that seem to have done the research for you, you need to understand that those agencies are essentially paying for those positions in some capacity. So don't look at that as a true my research has been done. Someone already did this research for me, and these guys are ranked number one on these three sites. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that they know what they're doing or that they can help you. It just means that they're spending money on their own advertising, which is not bad, but you just need to know and understand how that works. So um, that's how I would start my research. And then before I even reach out to any of those agencies, potential agencies, once you find some that might be a good fit. I would focus on consuming their content, right? If you're hiring somebody that is going to represent your organization from a marketing perspective and help you guide your content strategy and promote that content strategy, are they practicing what they preach? So consume their content Love that. and understand one, like I said earlier, you need to find someone who's a good fit for you. So does that content resonate with you? If you are a you know, B2B manufacturing organization and all of the content on their website is talking about how to increase your conversion rates on Shopify e-commerce site. That doesn't resonate with me, right? As a B2B marketer at this manufacturing company. So it's not a bad thing. Doesn't mean they're a bad agency, but doesn't necessarily mean they're a good fit for you either because they're creating content for their audience. So are you even in their audience? So I would consume their content, kind of understand um, whether or not that resonates with you. Uh, and then also, not only does that content resonate with you, but what is the quality of it, right? Um, if you're paying this agency and it were your company, are you happy with the, are you satisfied with the quality of that content they're producing on their website? So read their blogs, look at their eBooks, listen to their podcasts, you know, watch their videos. Um, and reverse the role and say, okay, if this was the content my company was pumping out, would I be satisfied with this? Would I be willing to pay somebody to create this type of content? Because realistically, they're going to spend majority of their efforts, you know, right. creating their own content. That's going to be at least they're most knowledgeable about their own industry. So if you're not happy with their content, 
then you're definitely not going to be happy with their interpretation of your contest. Right. Any, any clarifications or questions or thoughts on those couple of things? Great ideas. I mean, at the end of the day, even if you, like you said, done your research, you found a few, even before you just go and fill out a bunch of form, you should really study these companies and say, Hey, how long have they been around? If you can't find the name of the CEO, I'm being honest, I'm the CEO here. So if you can't (laughs) find who the guy is, who, who is this person who runs the show and how involved is he in his business? Yeah. Right. Like, is he like sitting on the beach somewhere and running the, you know, from the laptop or is he actually there? Does he show up? I mean, being honest, Mm -hmm. like there are those agencies as well. Right. So if you can't find the passion, like we go to a restaurant because of the chef. Yeah. I hope he's the one cooking back there. Yeah. That's why I'm here, <laughs> yeah, right? A, Not a, a, a new cook that just started last week and using the recipe. Like, I hope there's some passion in the food that I'm about to eat. That's a good point within that content. I mean, if, if you can't quickly understand that by looking at the content, like who is creating the content, who is behind the company, who's behind the brand, and what do they stand for? Um, and I'm not, I'm not even suggesting like you need to go look at their LinkedIn profile. And their, <laughs> I was just thinking about Facebook. myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying. Simple as, do they have an about page or a team's right. page that has an actual picture of the people? Because sure. we've seen that a number of times too, where, um, like I said, the, the barrier to entry for someone to put up a website and claim that they're an expert at, in marketing is unfortunately very low. So do they have a team? Uh, right. Do they have pictures of the team that actually right. you know have an office or you know whatever that may be, right? So just kind of basics. Uh, there. But aside from that, like you said, then who are those people and how involved are they in the business and why are they, you know, uniquely qualified to to represent your company? I mean, if I were to trust my my wealth with a manager who was going to mm-hmm. manage it, I would really want to do some investigation as to who this sure. individual is. Sure. It's the same exact thing in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. When you find them, they have to they have to have the same values as you. Mm-hmm. They have to connect with you. And I'm sure you got some more ideas and Yes. I'll just uh, I'll speak from the heart. I really <laughs> yeah. don't have, yep. you know, it's not an easy decision, and I want people to make the right one for them. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it can really hurt if you pick the wrong one. Right. So not just financially, but from results perspective. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not just that initial investment. You mean it's the the byproduct of going down the wrong direction with <laughs> that's your right. Yeah. I think that makes sense, and you know what we've talked about so far is actually has nothing to do with their marketing strategies. More about in the results, I guess it's nothing to do with the results. Right. So that's always the question people always, you know, all I care about is uh, the results and I want to know, can you do it specifically? Can you do it for my industry? Right. So the, I think the common sort of place that you would go is you want to look at reviews or you want to talk to a, a client, right. A client referral. I think that could work if that's a part of your process, but you have to kind of understand what you're asking too is, you know, you're, asking to speak with someone else's customer and how often are they going to get that question asked all the time. So I think what you should start to look at is do they have you know case studies on their website? Um, do they have testimonials on their websites that are, you know, video or audio or something where you can actually see that that person really said that or thought that about that company. Um, and then more specifically look at their track record of success or their case studies in situations similar to you. Um, and I want to clarify when I say similar to you, doesn't necessarily have to be your exact industry, more about the problems or challenges that you're trying to overcome. So for example, you know, let's say you're, uh, I mean, just as an easy example, let's say you're a plumber, right? Um, this maybe is a bad example, but you don't have to just focus on someone who only works in the plumbing industry, right? Or if you're, you know, we, we say 
you're selling a software, for example, right? You sell a software to um, HR professionals. Uh, it may be not likely that they have sold another software that's a software that goes directly to HR professionals, but have they helped other companies that have been similar positions? So what, what is the size of your company? Where are you at? Is it a new company? Is it a startup? Is it an existing product or solution or technology? Or is it something that's new where you have to focus more on generating demand and creating awareness rather than on something like search engine optimization or Google ads management, um, budgets, right? Budget ranges. Um, you know, have they worked with companies that have a similar size? Or they only work with enterprise companies that have unlimited resources and internal employees, and you're a small company with a three-person marketing department, right? So kind of understand who they work with and how they help people and if that fits with the situation that you're in now. Um, if they are in a situation, you are in a situation where, you know, we're a packaging company and this agency only works with packaging companies. In my mind, that's you got to dive into that a little bit deeper because they may have success in that space, but you may also get a very cookie cutter sort of templated solution because they've built all their team around, this is how you market packaging right. company. And we're not deviating from that strategy, right? So right. if that's what you have to offer is the same and you don't have a differentiation compared to your competitors or compared to the the examples that they're giving you, then may be good. They've already have a proven roadmap blueprint for you to follow, you may want that. But if you are selling to packaging companies, you're a packaging company that does something different, we're you know, selling marijuana packaging, right? That there's no roadmap for because it's completely different. And maybe you can't do certain advertising or there's different platforms you can't advertise on. So you need to do something unique. So you need to find somebody who has experience and bring a unique product or service to the market uh, with a startup organization, not an 80-year-old packaging company, right? So that's what I say about it's not so much the specific industry that they have exact example or track record, but can you see from their website that they help similar company, companies in similar situations? Or as you start to talk to um, the people within the company, which we can dive into as well, can they explain to you uh, how they would help you in, a, in that exact situation? That's a great point because I come across many times where right? you talk to a client and they worked with this specific agency, they only work with these kind of clients. And then you look at all of the things that they do are very rudimentary, very basics. Yeah. Like it's almost as if like that was first grader, right? Because yeah. they're just so cookie cutter and they've never dived deeper into the business because they just have checks. Like the person who's done it have no idea. They're just like checking the things. Check, check, check. Yeah. You've done all these things and the marketing is complete. It's, it's we go search, home at five yeah. o'clock. It's that's, copy and paste, search that's and right. paste. I mean, we've seen it. Again, just kind of, you know, being completely transparent here, we've seen it in industries like in the B2B space, like managed IT companies, right? It's tons of managed IT companies in every city around the country, and they all have problem generating leads. Uh, and so there's agencies out there that specialize in managed IT companies, some of them probably better than others. But what I've seen is you work with them, you get a templated website, uh, and you get, you know, an SEO strategy or social media strategy. And for the price, you know, on paper, it, it looks really good because you get a website for very cheap, a logo design. Um, they're going to do SEO for you. You're going to post on blogs three times a week, and they're going to post social media five times a week. And they can do that because it's not custom, right? So 
what I'm saying is that if you're a managed IT company in Chicago and there's a managed IT company in Detroit and there's a managed IT company in LA, you're all three going to have the same website with the same content. When they post three blogs a week, you're, they're posting them to all of their websites. They're just changing a couple of you know sentences right. here and there, a couple of words here and there. And it's not everybody, but that is the extreme case of what we're talking about in someone who focuses just on one industry. Um, if you want to be the same as everyone else in your industry, right. that's a great way to do it, <laughs> is to find somebody else that represents all of your competitors and just copy and paste their strategy. If you want to be different, you want to be unique, you want to take a different approach to it, uh, you have to find somebody who is maybe a little bit outside of that industry that has maybe some uh, experience there or at least can tailor a solution to what you're looking for. And many times when you don't know what you're buying, you typically tend to say, well, do I get all of that? That sounds great because, again, you're right. simply looking at it from a price perspective. It looks so unbelievably good, but you have to remember that only a fraction of what you're investing is actually even going to your business because it's all being sort of processed cookie cutter, you know, comes on a conveyor belt and <laughs> one's going to your Twitter account right. and the other one's going to the other Twitter account. So sadly, right. it's not going to be as personalized or customized. That's the problem. Right. Um, in, I, I think everything we've talked about so far has been basically all before you've even reached out to anyone, right? Um, maybe some of it is within that process, but I think there's a huge importance that needs to be placed on what happens when you reach out to them, because that's a part of, you know, digital marketing for me, I mean, it's the whole customer experience, right? So as you start to get into their sales process, what does that look like? Uh, you fill out the form on their website or you're downloading an ebook or whatever that process is, what happens from there? Are you getting emails? Uh, are you getting phone calls? Uh, you know, what is it streamlined process to coordinate a meeting with them? What is your first interaction with them like? Have they done research on your company? What questions did they ask you uh, within the, the sales process? Are they getting to know your business? Are they asking you questions that are just a checklist of questions? Or do you really feel like they're trying to get to know your business to build a plan for you to grow your business? Essentially, what is that experience like? I mean, it really comes down to that experience when you're dealing with them because that's that very first interaction with that company, with that agency. Um, this is not a set it and forget it type purchase, right? You don't right. go it's not commoditized. A, yeah, you don't make a purchase and then all of a sudden they're going to be managing your it's your, not toilet paper. And you're never going to talk to them again, right? So it's uh you need to if you don't basically if you don't like the people that you're working with, it's not going to work out because you should be working with this agency for years to come. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, very critical what you just mentioned. That first interaction I think is very key. Are they trying to understand your business? Are they prescribing solutions even before they've diagnosed your problem? Yeah. I think that's a very important part, right? Like, are they already naming services? Like, oh, you need this, this, and this. Like, they don't even know your business yet, right? Yeah. And if they're even starting to quote you prices, which I'm sure the first question the business owner wants is, well, how much is it going to cost? Well, yeah. I don't know. I really don't know how much it should cost because I need to know what you're trying to do. And if we can start naming prices and things like that, then they probably are similar to like you mentioned in the back office, it's cookie cutter, so it's the sales process. So they right. truly aren't really trying to help you from where you need help. They're just simply going through the process and saying, here's what we do. It's not pick like when I go to the dentist, man, they tell me here's a $39 for this and $119 for this. They're not so worried about me. Yeah. Here's what we do every single patient and out comes the bill and here you go. Right. Unfortunately, like you said, it's a partnership. It's truly 
has nothing to do with how much you invest one month, you might double down on your marketing next month, right? Mm. So would you want the same partner? Right. Yeah, it's, uh, those are all great points about some of those, you know, red flags of if they're in that very first conversation or even second conversation, you know, they're prescribing strategy, solutions, pricing uh, without really kind of comprehending and understanding where you're at. Um, especially if you haven't done that research yourself, right? I mean, it's one thing if you if you have a larger marketing department and you've built out your your brand guidelines and your go to market strategy and your marketing you know budget allocation for the rest of the year, and you have internal resources to execute you know A, B, and C, but you're looking for somebody just to help with you know your email automation campaigns and you've already selected the automation software. I mean, that's different, right? And you you say you okay, know I'm exactly what you want. Five workflows this month and this is what we're this is what here's we need. the copy. Yeah. So <laughs> then yeah, they can maybe give you a price for that. Um but if it's you know hey which is majority of conversations we have and I would imagine every marketing agency across the the US at least would have is here's my problem I need to grow my business. Here's what my business does. And if their immediate response to that is, uh, you know, you need SEO or you need content marketing or you need us to post four times a week on your social media profiles, for what? I mean, (laughs) what are we trying to accomplish? Who are we trying to reach? What content are we going to be creating? How are they going to find it? How are they going to consume it? What does the rest of that sales process look like? So if they're just prescribing some sort of a solution, it's because that's they have a prepackaged solution. You're going to get a prepackaged solution. If that's not what you're looking for, which if you're trying to really grow your business, it's it's not what you're looking for, um, then I think that would definitely be a, a major red flag. Yeah, similarly, I think everything else in that company would be similar. That's what I'm saying. Everything is sort of like, here you go. This is the process. You know, invoices go out on the first and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately, like I said, anytime, anytime it feels like cookie cutter, it would be, and it is. Digital marketing, I always say that it moves so fast, you don't need a vendor, you need a partner. Yeah, It's truly the case because what may work today and whatever that recipe book is, it might be great. It worked last three months of the, the you know, this year. The next three months, it is not going to work. So what are you going to do, yeah. right? That's where most of the strategy fails, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads, you're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified, or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rates from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. Uh, I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, all right? Businesses go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, Maybe the approach isn't appropriate uh, for your situation or sometimes You got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Um, Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. I mean, those are all definitely some red flags. I think other red flags uh, within that sales process specifically would be um, if you're talking with the sales rep or 
a friend one, I guess if you're talking with a sales rep that seems like you're talking to a sales rep and not someone that's a marketer, um, then you might want to ask, can I talk to someone who's going to be working on my campaign or someone who can help me with the strategy? Um, and then aside from that, if you're getting a lot of promises or guarantees, especially when it comes to things like keyword rankings or number of leads or revenue or anything like that, uh, anything with the word guarantee or anything along those right. lines, um, uh, hang up the phone and, and run away because <laughs> there's there's definitely no guarantees when it comes to marketing. Uh, and there's absolutely no guarantees when it comes to Google and, and how that algorithm works and if you're going to show up or not show up. Um, so I, I would definitely be wary of anybody who's promising or guaranteeing, uh, or even if it's just kind of over promising or over kind of confident. If it's, if it's no, feel salesy. No doubt we're right. going to get this done. Uh, not going to be a problem. You know, you're going to see X number of ROI in whatever kind of months. Any kind of time frames or any kind of promises that are attached to that. Um, anybody who's been in marketing for more than right. <laughs> 10 days, right, uh, it would know that anything can happen. Uh, and just like you said earlier, I mean, for us, we don't necessarily have solutions that we bring out to clients. We have a process that we follow and that process is molded and adapted and changes almost every single day for each of our clients, right? But we have a framework that is followed that is a recipe for success, but those ingredients, there's a little bit extra of this or a little bit extra of that, depending on what's going on. So anybody who, you know, says, Oh yeah, all of our clients, you know, number one on Google or, uh, guarantee you're going to see an X percent increase in traffic or revenue. Um, it's either because they they don't know because they haven't been doing this long enough to see all the possible scenarios and what could happen, right. or um, unfortunately, yeah, they're they're lying to you, right, to to get the sale. How about if they tell you that this offer won't be available on Saturday? You have to buy it by Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's one there's one thing about, like I said, at the very beginning of the podcast, I mean, at the end of the day, we're a service company. Anyone that you're looking for that is a, an agency as a partner, they're going to be allocating resources to your account to customize some sort of a solution. So this is not a, a product that they're selling that is a, a you know, like you said, a limited, on time, sale. limited time offer, a sale, a discount, anything like that. It It doesn't make sense, right? And I think one thing, if you could take anything away from all of this is when I say do your research, this is maybe the ne- number one, number two piece of advice is like follow your gut, right? If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. So if you're, you know, someone, like you said, call somebody on a Wednesday, they tell you offer is only good till Friday. Doesn't make any sense that, that why that would be the case at this type of right. A company, right? Um, if you walk into an outlet store and, you know, there's a pair of shoes that you like that are on sale right. and, you know, they're only going to be on sale from Memorial Day weekend, that makes sense. It's coming down from corporate headquarters. They have certain promotions going on. What we're talking about in terms of a, you know, mid-level marketing agency that's going to partner with you, it's just people doing, doing the job at the right. end of the day. And so it doesn't make sense that they would have discounts or limited time offers or anything along those lines. End of the month offer. Yeah. I mean, anything like that is just, you, you have to be wary of that or why are they trying to pressure you into this situation? Anything you feel pressured, um, like I said earlier, this is a partnership. So if it doesn't, if you, if you're getting rushed through this process or you feel like you're pressured into buying something, what is that going to be like when you actually start working together? Because this is not, you know, if it takes three months for you to find an agency and decide, um, 
it's not that's not the end of it. That's the beginning of it, right? This is three months. You work for three months to work with somebody for three years. So if those three months or the first three days of talking with them is not a good interaction, then it's not a great indication for moving forward. And I think all along the way, what we're saying is how well do they perform in that that first interaction? How is that experience? Are they getting to know your business? And do they even understand your industry? And beyond that, what's it going to be like once you do agree to work together? That's a huge part, right? We're talking about pre-results. Well, we got to talk about what is it going to be? What is that process that you would follow? And how would you help a company like myself if you were facing these issues? And really, truly understanding who you're going to be working with. How is that relationship going to be? How often do we check in with each other? How often can we get on a call and describe, I mean, go over what we're working on? What if I change my mind in terms of my strategy for the business? Yeah. Are you going to be willing to you know, accept the fact that we no longer want this industry? We want to focus on this? Because business owners change their mind a lot. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Uh, so you need someone who is going to be open and say, yeah, you know what? If you decide not to sell to nurses anymore, we can pull all that down. Right. Or or they don't, right? I mean, I think we're we're starting to maybe focus on the all the red flags that come up, but it's you just take the flip side of that if you're looking for the I guess you'd say the green flags, right? What is yeah. the what criteria makes them a good fit for you? If you kind of understand that going into it, you can ask them the same thing is, you know, what what is who is a good client for you? Let them describe. And again, if that resonates with where you're at, who do they help, who they like to work with, what's their ideal customer profile, right? Uh, And how does that align with how you would identify yourself? Uh, And basically, do they have an answer for that? So just like you said with, you know, you ask them whatever questions you feel like, okay, what if we change our mind here? We want to increase ad spend or lower ad spend. Think about that before you ask the question of what, what are you hoping to hear? Um, do you want them to be flexible and jump through hoops and bend over backwards? Um, or what if they said back to you, uh, we can't be flexible because we're allocating a ton of resources to this and everything is very well thought out and planned and customized moving into it. Um, so everyone will feel confident and sign off on what the strategy is. And then we need to run these campaigns and we need to execute this over the course of three months, six months, 12 months, whatever that is. So we can't change midway through it. And if we do, we can't expect those results to just carry on in the same way that we thought we we're basically it. starting over. So there would be maybe costs incurred with that, or at least it's going to delay results. So maybe that's the answer that you might get. Whatever it is, there needs to be a reason behind your your question, and you need to kind of know what you're hoping for uh, in, in that answer, right? If you are looking for somebody who's very flexible and jumping, like I said, right. through hoops, bending over backwards... Um, then you would want them to answer that. I think through the whole process, you need to keep in mind that it's not a, a personal, right? You know, it's not a personal decision here. This is based on who's going to be the best fit for your company moving forward. And like I said, a little bit of that comes down to your gut and how, what that interaction is with those agencies, with the salespeople, or whoever you're working with at those agencies, of who you feel confident in handing over the reins to your marketing department. Yeah, one thing that I want to point out many times I hear this is they have some sort of a example proposal or something and they compare I'm going to get two blogs I'm going to get three tweets I'm going to get four pictures I and and are you going to give me three and two and four and seven again they're measuring on activity and not on the outcome and many many times those 
items on the list has nothing to do with how it's going to perform. Yeah. You know you're hiring them for the outcome, but you're asking them for a bunch of like, you're going to put two, right, scoops of this and right. <laughs> one scoop of that. And you know what I mean? How much salt, how much pepper? Right. Are you going to put a half a pound or a quarter? I mean, why are you right. figuring out the recipe when you're asking for a full meal? Like it, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Many, many times I know that that's what they think is the right question to ask. We're not getting oil change here. Yeah, right. More, more is not always better in that scenario of, okay, we get more deliverables. Um, you, again, this process you go through, you know, we're getting into, it needs to be customized for your business, business right? So right. if those activities are in line with a strategy that you're confident is going to drive growth for your agency or, dri- or for your company or, or drive results, then yeah, it would make sense to have more of that or whatever that may be. But Again, if it comes down to a cookie cutter sort of approach of, you know, just because they're writing more content or posting more blogs or posting more frequently on social media doesn't mean that the other company is overcharging or they're, you know, undercharging or whatever. It's or not, you're going to get better results. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the most difficult things I think is to compare in this industry kind of apples to apples based on that deliverable. To me, it's based on everything else leading up to that, you know, that exact agreement or the price, right? There's like three things you have to kind of figure out is one, you know, is the, what they're proposing, is this the right strategy for me? And do I believe this is going to help grow my business, right? Strategy first. Second is, is, is this the right company? Are these the right people to execute this strategy? Because it's possible that they might have the best ideas, but they don't have the best team to do it. And then the third thing is the price, right? Does right. that price align with my budget? Um, and it's definitely possible to have those first two and the third one doesn't, doesn't fit. And then you maybe have to wait or you have to come to some sort of agreement, but you need to make sure that you're hitting on all three of those sort of cylinders before you make a, make a decision. Yeah. And also don't rush the process, even if, right. Even though, you know, you need an agency by this end of the quarter and you're just trying to rush through the process. I think it's a, it's a huge problem because there's, there's no reason to figure out, oh, well, I need to know by Friday who we're going to work with. It's, those are all arbitrary numbers that you should invest sure. more time getting to know the people, getting to know their process, getting to know as much things as you can, um, watching the video testimonials or whatever it is to make sure that you're working with the right people. Mm-hmm. And like most importantly, can you get a hold of them before you buy? Yeah. Because if you can, then what's it going to be like before? Once you yeah. buy, are you going to be chasing them or does that make sense? So yeah. I feel like many times people are rushing for no reason or buying it based on some bullet points that's on their website or something that, like you said, anybody can put up, right? That is not, I wouldn't put my business there just as I said, my wealth manager better have it put together, right? Like Mm. if they're going to manage, that's exactly what you're doing. I always say this, like this is like your fitness trainer, the person that's going to help you grow physically or your, your, your wealth, your money or whatever, like a financial advisor is exactly the same thing. Somebody's taking decisions on your marketing, your ad budget, what platforms, what offer, what ad copy, and what's working, what's not working. I need people that are not going to be, you know, making up stuff just yeah. so I can hear what I want to hear. I don't want that, right? I need to know what what is good and what is bad and how am I going to fix yeah. it? What are my competitors doing? I need to know that so I can work on it. Like, do yeah. you know what I'm saying? Somebody who's got my back. Mm-hmm. How's that for an answer? <laughs> yeah, they, I, that's I, what I, you would want. Yep. Yeah, definitely need to have the, the same interest, right? Like you said. Exactly. Um, 
So yeah, I think this is great. Obviously, there's so many different things that, that you need to consider when you're looking for a marketing agency, but hopefully this helped um, kind of navigate that process. Um, it, it's a difficult process, I'll be honest. I, I don't envy anybody who's in that position to to search and find a, a marketing agency because there's there's so many marketing agencies out there. Um, but there's also a lot of a lot of really, really good agencies and people doing some really good work. Amazing so work. Find the one that is the best fit for you. Um, not the one that's, you know, ranked the highest or seems like the best in whatever category. Um, find the one that is the best fit for you, whatever that criteria is, and then obviously execute. Absolutely. You want to make sure that the whole package is not getting shipped out to another third world country mm. to get it fulfilled, right? That's the that's the worry that many business owners have. Yeah. Where is this stuff getting done? And will they even know anything about my business? Maybe you do, but what about the actual work yeah. that we're going to get? So yeah, that, thanks a lot for listening to this episode. And uh, you know, if you have questions, please right, write yeah. to us, uh, ask us on our website. We'd love to make future podcast episodes around that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you like this episode, you know, uh, leave us a comment, share with someone else that might be looking for an agency partner so they can navigate through the same reason or the process. So we'll see you next time. All right. So if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. All right. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right for our next episode or the one after that and finally you guys join other growth marketers head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you i'm talking guides webinars blogs videos anything that can help you become a growth marketer all right so thanks a lot for joining us this week on the growth marketers podcast and i will see you next time